In Florida Ag and Review for the week of October 26th, the overwhelming story has been harvest, or the lack thereof. As we start off looking at the effect recent rains have had on the southeast. In fact, USDA reports that the harvest numbers have not been this far behind in 20 years. And now some crops could face losses in quality or production or both as rains keep coming. In order of possible problems... Cotton soybeans and then corn. That's Agriculture Department meteorologist Brad Rippey, who says the most at risk is cotton. With almost all the bowls open nationally at this point, it's highly vulnerable to either loss of quality or just flat-out loss by virtue of this wet, humid condition. As for soybeans... Certainly a quality problem now in the south, not so much in the Midwest. Uh, With the south, you've got warmer and humid conditions, and that is causing rotting and also lodging of the crop as well. And finally, corn. Rippy says that, yes, it is still out there, not getting harvested. But right now, it's not really a quality issue for corn. It's just a timing. And Rippy adds that there is three to six inches more headed for the south late this week. So once again, that will completely shut down field work across much of the south for at least the rest of this week, as well as probably a good part of next week until we can dry out again. However, Rippy does note that the outlook for November 3rd through the 9th looks a little brighter. Particularly across the southern two-thirds of the United States, it does look like a warmer, drier weather pattern setting up in early November. So maybe finally, as we head into November, we'll start to dry out the south. And as for livestock news, Randall Wiseman has this report. Well, a new trade protocol was announced last week between the U.S. and Taiwan that will expand access to U.S. beef in that market. While beef exports to Taiwan will still be limited to beef from cattle under 30 months of age, under the initial phase of the new trade protocol, bone-in beef cuts and variety meats such as tripe, tongue, liver, and kidney will now be allowed. U.S. Meat Export Federation Vice Chairman Keith Miller said this is a positive step forward for U.S. cattle producers. Because it will allow us to ship more product into a country that is definitely needing a lot of product. It's going to be a place that we can really ship a lot of product and hopefully we can get some more of the other countries around them to take notice and start working with us. Miller, a farmer stockman from Kansas, said the ability to export variety meat is especially important for adding carcass value. There's a lot of room for that in Asia. The biggest advantage to that to the American beef producer is those variety meats don't have a lot of market value here in the U.S. And whenever we can ship them out to countries like the Asian countries, that really brings up the total price of the carcass uh, hanging on the rail. And that's what we're really after is make the carcass more valuable for our producers. Taiwan was the first Asian market to reopen to U.S. beef after the 2003 finding of BSE. It is the sixth largest value market for U.S. beef so far this year. On the citrus side of things, Gary Cooper brings us this report. More today on an important Florida citrus grower referendum coming up very soon that will ask Florida citrus growers to approve an increase in the so-called box tax checkoff in order to bring more money into citrus research and more specifically into HLB or citrus greening disease. Speaking recently with Florida Citrus Mutual Executive Mike Sparks, he says Mutual's grower leadership is urging all growers to vote yes on the referendum ballots that will be mailed out mid-November to all growers with only a three-week window to return the ballots. Well, we're really, really excited about that state grower research referendum that's coming forward. 
a small amount of time. Ballots will go out on or about November 16th. Florida Citrus Mutual is talking with every regional. We're advertising in the right industry magazines. It's a must-do. It has a grower referendum that would support an increased assessment, but the Citrus Commission has been right there and has pledged to offset the advertising tax by any increase. So it's tax neutral. This is the research foundation. We need to have this minimal amount of funding so we can couple it with federal and state dollars. So you're right. Mutual's out uh, asking all growers uh, for uh, basically a platform. For more information about the referendum and any public hearings and conference calls upcoming about it, contact Florida Citrus Mutual offices in Lakeland. And as we wrap up for this week, we hear from Everett Greiner as he gives his insight on some continuing trade issues. International trade, you figure it out. Seems the U.S. and China are embroiled in a trade hassle all the time. Well, the latest one started when the U.S. imposed additional import duties on Chinese tires. China immediately retaliated by threatening higher import duties on U.S. chickens. What it amounts to is both sides are accusing the other of dumping. Well, maybe it involves a little more than dumping, but it's serious enough to affect prices... uh, But whatever the problem, there seems to be a trade problem between these two countries all the time. There's a lot of trade between China and the U.S. Who'd lose the most if that trade ceased? China uses a lot of farm products from America. We buy a lot of of things from China. Trade is essential. But uh, back to the question, who'd lose the most if trade between these two countries ceased? The answer is both. And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.